Man City lose here whilst they're not competing. Did get yellow carded very early on in the match for being a bit too eager coming out of her goal and taking out, I think it was Leah Carlton. But, uh... <laughs> Subscribe to the OTV Koyig pod on the OTV Sports app now. Now you're welcome along Football Show Later on we'll get reaction from Slovakia Where Denisa Sullivan has done her thing And Ireland have beaten Slovakia by a goal to nil We will hear from Katie McCabe We will hear from Vera Pau That is all incoming As things stand this evening Champions League uh, progressing Celtic have just uh, Well once again this evening Played brilliant football against Real Madrid to create a chance which uh, wasn't quite taken unfortunately for them but they've been really really good tonight Celtic it's been all action lots of uh, crisp passing great angles of running uh, just a real sense of purpose about their play ball goes out of play the uh, ball boys and ball girls are throwing the ball straight back in and Madrid are thinking guys relax relax it's the group stages we don't need this and it's been very good for Celtic thus far dominated most of the first half Real Madrid came into it maybe in the last uh, 10 or so. The best chance or the closest uh, either side came was McGregor whacking a ball off the upright and that was, uh, well, it would have been a deserved lead for Celtic. Benzema off injured. That was in the first half and in Hazard uh, who looks uh, slimmed down and in good shape again uh, on for uh, Benzema. So that's where we are at Parkhead. In that uh, same group, Leipzig nil Shakhtar Donetsk 1 is the latest in Group G a full time Borussia Dortmund 3 Copenhagen nil, Manchester City 1 Sevilla nil. you don't need me to tell you who scored uh, suffice to say it's his 11th goal in 7 matches so it is quite extraordinary so Sevilla nil, Manchester City 1 Group H then Kylian Mbappe scoring twice for PSG against Juventus PSG at home this evening so that's uh, pretty impressive he's not doing so badly himself this season 9 goals now in 7 for Mbappe with those two uh, this evening included and then it's Benfica nil Maccabee hyphen nil Willow Callan will be in studio watching uh, proceedings in the main we're watching this Celtic game and they have been very good Yeah um, Hatada hit a pretty decent chance early in the second half as you mentioned uh, Celtic moving the ball around really well Joe just after tip off and then they worked the ball in the left hand side Jota plays the ball back and there was a bit of interchange in the uh, forward area Hatada was the man who found himself effectively in the number 9 position and his shot was a little bit tame towards Courtois that's the only disappointment about the move after that um, Real Madrid a decent uh, move down the far side again they seem to be happy to try and just spring the ball to Vinicius or to Ferla Mendy down the left hand side a very clear tactic from the European champions but far from having it their own way so far still nil nil at Parkhead Interchange is the word you used Interchange of plenty when Celtic get the ball it's Yeah just, uh, it, was, it was a so very clever move on. McGregor effectively goes into a number 10 position lays the ball off and then he spins back around and the movement is causing real problems for the Real Madrid defence and we wondered if it was going to be a big problem for Celtic Joe with Starfeld out injured currently having to kind of patch things together at the back they'll probably be delighted that Benzema had to go off after half an hour they don't have that occupying centre forward right now yeah. and instead Madrid are having to rely on their pacey wingers to carry the threat there are certain coaches who arrive and just put an imprint on a team and Ange Postacoglu is one of those coaches for sure. So we'll keep you updated across the evening, 52 minutes on the clock. Will's going to stay here and keep an eye on all those games. In the meantime, Andy Mitten, editor of United We Stand, is with us. Good evening. Good evening. So fresh from a fourth win in a row on Sunday, uh, Manchester United play Real Sociedad Thursday in the Europa League, then Crystal Palace away on Sunday at half four and they are feeling much better about life. Andy, so uh, after Brighton and Brentford, we had the beginnings of a crisis and now two weeks on, uh, Ten Hag has rightly uh, plumbed for pragmatism and probably more than steady the ship, you would have to say. Well, four straight wins and I got tired of speaking to you when you <laughs> winged me. It was, it was so United miserable talking to you for about a year. 
yeah a year i mean this wasn't like a blip this went on a long time and i tweeted a few weeks ago when manchester united won the first away game after seven straight defeats it got to 38 minutes and i said this is the first time manchester united have got to a a game uh, just before the first half without going behind without conceding a goal and some of the statistics you could apply to that run were, were, were not to be expected of a club like Manchester United. But two 1-0 away wins at Southampton and Leicester. Home wins against Liverpool and Arsenal. 12 points. Confidence is come up off the floor. It's really high. I think United have been pretty fortunate to get all 12 points. I think they could have dropped points in several of those matches. I thought Arsenal were excellent. And even at Old Trafford on Sunday, when it was one all, I was thinking I'd take a one all. I'd take a one all there because I just thought Arsenal were good. So that the fact that United went on and won the game three one, scoring great goals, they're counter attacking really well, is very encouraging for Manchester United fans. And then we're going to the Europa League against a Real Sociedad side who are very good. I've spoke to probably their best midfielder today, Mikel Marino, and they feel that. When they lost 4-0 against United in, in 2020 in Shirin, they really let themselves down. It wasn't a 4-0 game, and I think he's probably right. I'm sure it struck you in the way it struck many people that in um, going about their business over the last four games, Manchester United under Ten Hag have reverted to what worked best for Solskjaer. Yeah, I, I spoke to someone in the club today who said, we weren't as bad as the Brighton results suggests. And Brentford, the first half was... An abomination but we actually got a bit better in the second half now if you're losing at home or you're losing 4-0 to Brentford no excuses whatsoever will fly especially when those two results come back to back if you look at the Liverpool game I take your point United had a lot less possession than Liverpool got the transitions right got the chances and took the chances and won the game because of that and there were elements of that against Arsenal uh, however, United had more possession and created a more equal number of chances. At Southampton, that was the nervy one because it, it was the first time United, you know, we've got to avoid a defeat. A draw would be okay against Southampton. And then Leicester last Thursday night, um, brilliant away end. Leicester really struggling. Brendan Rodgers pretty revealing in his press conference after the game, but a 1-0 win away from home. And each of those wins has lifted the confidence. Add to that some late transfer arrivals, Casimiro and Anthony, who had a, f- a fine debut against Arsenal, and the, the mood just continues to lift. And it, it's basically been picked up off the floor. Mm. Against Arsenal, against Liverpool at Old Trafford, it was fantastic. It was absolutely bouncing for both of them. A lot of tension, a lot of protest still against the owners. They will probably subside if the team carry on winning. That's just human nature. But they were pretty substantial against Arsenal at the weekend. And I looked at the fixtures going into that Liverpool match and I thought the worst. And I'm, I'm an optimist and I was stood outside the ground and I felt the atmosphere as thousands of people were walking past, a lot of them protesting. And somehow Manchester United got that win against Liverpool. Maybe that's why we love football so much, that it is, it is so unpredictable. Mm. Andy, stay with us. There's been a goal at Parkhead, Will. 
Yeah, it looks like this one could well be checked, but it is Vinicius Jr., uh, one of the informed forward players you've been talking about in Europe. Uh, contender for the Ballon d'Or, but his mate, Karen Benzema, will probably win that. Celtic will be a little bit disappointed because they've been caught in the break here and that kind of style of play from Real Madrid that we were talking about just a moment ago, it starts way back where the ball is intercepted. Courtois uh, rolls the ball out pretty quickly. Celtic have pushed up. It's a 1-2 that's played in midfield and it's amazing how quickly uh, Real Madrid are able to transition their play and then there's just a break down the right hand side Valverde squares it across effectively to the penalty spot and there's Vinicius Jr in the first half he wasn't quite able to get there before uh, Joe Hart but this time he's able to just sweep the ball right footed into the bottom corner and Real Madrid lead 1-0 at Parkhead Very good so that's the latest from Parkhead we'll run you through all the other scores in a moment Andy Mitten is still uh, with us I mean in the Arsenal game Arsenal it was, it was just so strange in many ways. As you rightly say, Andy, Arsenal were very good and, and dominated in most respects for long periods. They had 16 shots to United's 10. They had 60% possession. Uh, Zinchenko was wandering into midfield when they were in possession. Jack could go further at the pitch. They seemed to have numbers in pockets and they did their thing. And when United closed out the game, it was a case of, well, Fred, on you go and shore up the middle and Bruno Fernandes shunted out to the right. Not a long-term solution, but, but fine in the short term. And I suppose that's what what you would say about Ten Hag at the moment that he has uh, he is not asking David De Gea to play in tricket passes a la Brentford he is not asking the team to overplay it is sensible let's get ourselves out of this crisis that we're in and we'll deal with the future in the future that's that's that'd be the sense of Ten Hag at the moment well, you used the word pragmatic at the start and I agree with that. I also agree with what you just said about Arsenal. Equally, I could say I saw Diogo Dalot, who's a right back, leading the left attack at one point for Manchester United. So one thing that Ten Hag does is he changes his tactics. He's got the ability to do that both within the game or go man-to-man as he did against Liverpool because he felt that he needed to. Um, the defence has come on really strong. The best players have been Lissandro Martinez. Rafael Varane is finally looking like the player Manchester United hoped he would be when they signed him from Real Madrid. All the new signings have started well. I think Malassia had his most difficult game test against Arsenal. Uh, Saka was running at him and he was struggling at times. Uh, Casimiro, we've not really seen him because Scott McTominay is keeping Casimiro out of the Manchester United first 11. I'll just repeat that sentence again. Scott McTominay is keeping Casimiro out of Manchester United's first 11. I can't believe that I'm even saying that, but that is the reality of it. He's playing well, he's trusted uh, by his manager. The manager's made some big shouts, dropping Ronaldo, dropping Harry Maguire, but he can rightly feel vindicated um, by that. So, the league table is looking more favourable for Manchester United. I've still not met a United fan who thinks the team's going to win the league, but the last four games have been enjoyable. The Europa League is a competition I think United should go all out to win. There's not been any silverware now since 2017. Real Sociedad are a really good team, and Ten Hag is, is building a big yeah. squad because just over the horizon he feels he's got the World Cup, and... He's worried about the state of the players when they come back from that. But before that, there's two games a week, three games a week. Anthony took his goal very well and celebrated like a personality who has the temperament to take attention, which is uh, required at Manchester United. What about his overall game, the money that they've paid for him? What are your impressions of Anthony? It's a lot of money, but... Ajax didn't need to sell anyone. They didn't need the money. What are they going to do with the money? And if they sensed Manchester United were getting desperate, then they were right. 
and that was compounded by the opening two results. I know one huge club who looked at Anthony and decided against him because he brought another player who felt they would fit their style of play more. But I spoke to um, a sporting director at that club and he said, you'll get more YouTube moments out of Anthony. They really rated him highly. We saw that in the first half at Old Trafford. He didn't need to be flicking his legs left, right, left, right. But it's football, it's entertainment, it's sport. I was in the main stand and people were clapping and laughing and the Arsenal fans were furious. And great, you can have a bit of that. He took his goal well. His confidence, he's cocksure. You saw him out in Manchester on uh, Sunday night with his friends. He just looks like he's a, he's delighted with how his life is going. But yeah, it's, it's a huge amount of money. And his statistics were not that great for Ajax, considering they won the league, his assist level, his goals levels. But if there's one player who does know about Anthony, then it's Eric Ten Hag. And this transfer window has been driven by him. Which is great now we're talking uh, among the euphoria of the Arsenal win for Manchester United fans. If he then loses his job after 18 months, after two years, it becomes more of a problem because so many of the players have been brought in on his say-so rather than that of a sports director. Football on Off The Ball With Sky Watch Premier League, Women's Super League, Scottish Premiership and much more live on Sky Sports. Eric Bailly has been uh, talking in advance of Marseille's opening Champions League game against Spurs. I don't think Manchester United are, are hanging on to hear the gospel from Eric Bailly, but uh, his comments caught the eye nonetheless. He said, uh, the club, this is Manchester United, should avoid favouring English players and give everyone a chance. He said, the club should encourage competition in the dressing room, not just look out for some. I've always had the feeling that the national player was prioritised. That doesn't happen at Chelsea or other big Premier League clubs. Some people take it for granted they're going to start. That that weakens the team. Luckily, Ten Hag has a lot of character and I hope he can change that dynamic. So I suspect the years of Luke Shaw and Harry Maguire are burning there and that's who Eric Bai is talking about. Now, I was away, Andy, and I was, I was watching just as a... This is like an, an insight into everything and an insight into nothing, but I was watching the Arsenal game uh, in a in a kind of pub setting and it was it was mainly English Manchester United fans all around me. And there was the moment where, and they were pretty happy at this stage, I suppose, but Harry Maguire comes on, Casemiro miscontrols the ball. Maguire, in that way that we can all picture, unfortunately, is uh, flustered and, and, you know, kind of just looks a little clumsy and and he gives away the foul and it's a yellow card. And all these fans around me just started laughing. Like, Maguire had officially become a figure of fun and it was almost like uh, isn't it great we're not stuck with that guy starting anymore and even just on a humane level what's happened to Harry Maguire booed by the English fans very much like gone after with inside and outside the dressing room it's actually a terrible thing I, I felt immense sympathy for him in so much as he can for a multi-millionaire footballer but like he must be wondering what the hell's happened to his career He's not having a great point. I've just spoke to him this evening, just before I spoke uh, to you. I think he's absolutely fine mentally. He's a footballer. He's had his ups. He's had his downs. And uh, he's lost his place in the team for the moment. I think he'll play against um, Real Sociedad. Uh, I don't like uh, some of the elements of what you're talking about on a human level against anybody. He's not a pantomime figure. He's not a joke of a person. His life's actually been very successful to get to the level that, that he's got to. But last season wasn't good for him or for a lot of other Manchester United players. With Eric Bailly, I take his point, but 
he's seeing that only through his eyes, which he's going to. Eric Bailly had some great games for Manchester United. I've seen him be man of the match against Chelsea away, playing in a three, playing in a five, playing in a four. I watched him at Espanyol before he went to Villarreal and straight away I thought there's a huge talent there. I knew his first professional manager, Manolo Marquez, he told me all about him. But he was too much of a risk for Manchester United. He plays way into contention. The best example is probably the Spurs game at Old Trafford last season. And after three minutes, makes a howler. And that was a game where Spurs scored six six goals. And that happened too often. I know Ole Gunnar Solskjaer liked him. He knew that he had lots of ability. He knew he had lots of qualities. But managers have got to be able to trust their players. So going into this season, somebody said to me, Bailly will give it his all pre-season and then he'll come to realise that he's not got a chance and he'll have a big sulk when he's moved on. And that's exactly what happened. Against Liverpool pre-season in Bangkok, he did the best move of the match. He took on the entire Liverpool team. Manchester United won 4-0. Well, hey, well, everything's great. But there were other times on that tour where he'd do something magnificent and in the next move make a complete howler. And at that level of football, you've got to be more consistent. Mm. So I think if he is in France, if he'd gone to Italy, if he'd gone to other countries, if he'd gone back to Spain, he'd be absolutely fine. Mm. But unfortunately, for a top-level Premier League team, um, he's not the perfect centre-half. I'm not saying the other players are either. Yes, no, I think that's all fair. So Shaw and Maguire, you suspect, will take their medicine. What about Ronaldo? What's your uh, understanding of how he's adjusting to the role of impact substitute? I think that Ten Hag has played it completely right here. Pre-season, the mood was great. Ronaldo came back. The mood dropped. He didn't want to be at the club. He wanted to leave the club. He was offered around to multiple clubs. Nobody could come close to paying his wages. And he's got to take his medicine now. He's 37. He's not 27. Not even 34 by Ronaldo's amazing standards. The fans were singing his name at Leicester. They were singing his name at Old Trafford. Hugely popular. I love the idea of him coming on and making a difference. And if he's doing well enough to start the games and make a difference, then great. But that's that's for the manager. And he probably feels that he's got Ronaldo in a better place now than a couple of weeks ago. And he's got the results to back up the decisions that he's made. Mm. He hasn't been starting. He's now coming off the bench. He's not getting five minutes at the end. He's getting a proper chunk of time. I still think there's a winner in him. But when he missed the preseason, what do you expect? Preseason's a hugely important part of the season. He missed it. So he wasn't central to his Eric Ten Hag's plans at the start of the season, especially because he knew he wanted to leave. No one's going to come out and say that. He's never going to say that he wanted to leave any more than Wayne Rooney, who wanted to leave in 2013, because they don't need to say that. He's still got the fans on side. I think he can have a good season. Maybe he can even have a great season. But he's not the future of Manchester United at that age. Mm. So quietly here, Ten Hag, to his uh, credit, has has done a lot. The Shaw, Maguire, Ronaldo moves. Eriksen, already you can jot him down as a successful uh, signing. I mean, he's, he's a joy to watch and brings you know, much needed composure and quality to that Manchester United team. And then the other interesting uh, development of late, I suppose, is Marcus Rashford, who apparently did say to Ten Hag, I want to play through the middle. And I heard uh, Gary Neville talking on his podcast and he, and he was making the point 
that he never quite felt Rashford had the subtlety to his game to be a big success shunted out on the left hand side to beat a player or have a trick whereas sprinting onto the ball as he did for you know one of the goals uh, that is something that's right in his wheelhouse so uh, whether he plays left or, or middle regardless we're seeing uh, a player who really looked like we thought might be finished reborn here all of a sudden yeah glad you mentioned Ericsson as well I thought he was the best player on the pitch yeah. and surprised that he he played the 90, but he, he was man of the match. Now, with Rashford, over the years, I've been told he prefers to play centrally. And then you see him playing centrally and he, he doesn't score enough goals. That's how you'll be judged as a central striker, end of. Mm. And then he moves back out on the left with mixed success. And he's had a couple of bumpy years, not months, years. So to see him this season scoring goals against Liverpool, against Arsenal, two goals. He set up Anthony as well for, for the first goal. And you're quite right to pick out that run. Bruno Fernandes takes a risk with those chances. The passes don't always come off. There are groans when he loses the ball. But he's not a central midfielder just passing side to side. He's always looking for that uh, decisive pass forward, which splits the line, splits the defence. Rashford ran onto it. The speed that he ran onto it was my main taking in the stadium, looking at that. Whoa! And then suddenly he's faced with a goalkeeper and the double-tiered Stretford end. We've got 18,000, 19,000 people in it. And you're looking up. Imagine you doing that, what it must be like. The pressure you must be under. Bang, he finishes. The Stretford end started singing his name soon after. And what a nice time for Marcus Rashford because he's had a huge amount of criticism for his disappointing performances. And they have been disappointing. His numbers have not been good. He's looked surly. He's looked unhappy. So to see him being the opposite of that mm. is what a lot of fans wanted. And a lot of fans had given up on him and other players, Anthony Martial. So these are players who are getting chances and, and they're taking them. And fans ultimately might say, I thought he was finished or I've got all my hands up. But they've been proven wrong. But we're yeah. only six games into the season. Well, this is it. This is it. And, and just a last thought then, Andy. I, I'm sure you've seen it and, and various Manchester United fans might have seen it. There was a, an eight-pass sequence against Leicester, which kind of went viral amongst fans, partly because it was Manchester United beating the press, you know, passing out from the back, beating the press, good football. Not something United fans are accustomed to seeing for a long time now, actually. And so the question really, or the, the, the kind of the, the point to get your thoughts on, at this point, when Solskjaer had got things going in a good direction as a counter-attacking team, there was just a, a certain pressure. We're Manchester United. We're not just a counter-attacking team. We dominate teams as well. Um, eventually, that'll come to Ten Hag's door. But do you think there'll be more patience almost in a sense that if you can keep results largely good, we don't mind if we're not necessarily playing 20 pass sequences. We don't mind if it's Ericsson to Fernandez to Rashford. Results have got to be at the minimum level. He's got the advantage that the mood was on the floor when he came in. I think he's more uh, tactically astute than those who have gone before him. Uh, he's not just about a counter-attacking um, side. I speak to high-level tacticians who try to explain to me what's going on, and it's like trying to understand Basque. <laughs> but I can't grasp some of the things that they're saying. Mm. And last week was saying, look at what McTominay's doing now. He's moving up to support the midfielders and he's dropping back uh, when fake, when as part of a low block, which gives numerical superiority. And I watch it back and go, oh, yeah. And you're talking about that eight, uh, eight move, passing move at Leicester. I was there. I didn't even notice it. And I'm sat in the stand. So this just shows how football's being consumed now. We're going back. We're taking these bite-sized chunks. And I've seen so many since Sunday that I didn't even see at the game mm. at the weekend. Mm. 
but they're encouraging. And this isn't laughing at Manchester United. This isn't analysing mistakes, which we would have been last season. These are analysing and highlighting signs of progress, which I think will encourage, encourage all Manchester United fans. There's going to be bumps along the way. I'm told even today by people I spoke to, because I'm just working up a story and I speak to my sources, yeah, it's good, 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 but this is still a working transition. But it's been a really encouraging few weeks for Manchester United. Okay, well, I don't know when the last time we spoke was after four United wins in a row, but it's been years. So, uh, Andy Minton, editor of United Stand. Thanks very much, Andy. Cheers. Thank you. It was April 21 when Manchester United last April won. Tw- it feels like April 2013, but I'll take your word for it.